Have you made an honest review? Jump onto fifthwrist.com and read real takes by real owners about their watches. And of course, get involved and write about what's on your wrist. Fifthwrist.com is your independent space to talk watches. Hello and welcome to Appreciating Time podcast on Fifth Wrist. <laughs> I'm, I'm Michael at Woods Watchmaking. I have with me my friend, my good friend, the Alex, the watch regulator. How are you, Alex? I'm great. It's nice to be called a, a good friend. <laughs> Rob always just calls me his like acquaintance or something, so it's nice to it's nice to get some love. Yeah. And we've got a special guest. Um, the first time we've had a uh, recently graduated watchmaker on the podcast. Um, so I'd like to introduce Kimberly Rickenbacher, isn't it? Is that the way you pronounce it? Rickenbacher? Rickenbacher. Yeah, that's it, Rickenbacher. Yeah, so how are you, Kimberly? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good, good, thanks. So, um, yeah, I was trying to think before when we first met, and I think it was, a, was it about three years ago? Uh, well, no, because three years ago I came to Switzerland. It might have been four, four and a half years. Right, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, you, um, we basically, you, you, were, you were looking for some sort of, work experience in, in watchmaking before yeah. actually um, committing to, to education. And exactly. at the time, I couldn't really help you, you too much, but we met for a coffee a couple of times and I got to meet your, yes. your mum and your dad, lovely people, and I tried to help you out with certain certain schools and, and whatnot, but you, um, yeah, you've, it's time's just flown. We're, we've, got to, we've got to say cheers, congratulations. Yeah, you cheers. just recently, in the last week or two, thank you. Became, um, became a watchmaker. So, well done. Finally. Yes, thank you. I'm very jealous, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> very jealous. Yeah, so this is, I think this will be a good insight into just watchmaking education in Switzerland. Yeah, and what it's, yeah. What's, it, what's happening currently with it. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you want to do you want to run us through your your story briefly, Kimberly? And and because yeah. you're you're originally from Switzerland, actually, you were born in yes. Switzerland, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Yep. So, as Michael said, I was born in Switzerland. We moved to Australia in Mornington when I was one, and then we moved back to Switzerland to take over the family bakery, and then uh, we moved back to Tassie because Australia was the choice of the family. We moved back to Tassie for two years. A lot of rednecks. So so we came back to Switzerland and then we missed Australia. So we went back and then my parents are still in Aussie and I came back here for my apprenticeship. Cool. Yeah. And and yeah, don't worry. There's not too many Tasmanians listening. I'm sure we are number one in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. only offended like twenty thousand people or something. That's okay. <laughs> They're very proud of their redneck heritage, the Tasmanians. I, I was at south of Tassie. There was like more pubs in my town than population, so that just explains it. <laughs> what town were you in, Kimberly? I was in Signet. Like 25 oh. minutes from Hobart, I think. Yeah, I've been there. They had the Signet, is it the Blues Festival or the Folk Festival or some kind of music oh, I would thing? Not know. I would not know. I was young okay. when I was there. So. Oh. 
Yeah. Now, listen, yeah, good, I've, good I've missed an important part of this. I know. Yeah. Well, we'll have yeah. to have to go. Yeah, I've missed an important part of the, the the podcast, and we do it occasionally, but we forgot to do wrist checks and drink checks. So before you go on with the story, Kimberly, we're going to start off with drink checks and wrist checks. So what are you wearing on your wrist uh, today? I am wearing my Longines, the mm-hmm. Saint-Imier collection. Ah, nice. Yeah. When did you get that watch? That was my first watch I bought during my apprenticeship with the specials that we get. So. Oh, okay. Got a good yep. price on it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Yep. No, oh, nice. And what about what are you drinking today? Uh, the Dublina whiskey liquor. Oh, really? Yeah, got the good stuff. Nice. Out. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Alex, you were going to say something? No, I was, I'm just trying to remember what that Longine looks like, which I probably should know, but I can't. I think <laughs> I think I remember seeing a picture of it on your um on your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Long time ago. And um, what about you, Alex? What are you wearing on your wrist? Got the old. I have to say wrist because if I ask him what he's wearing, he might just say um, dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my dressing gown. How did you know? <laughs> Me too. We're twins. Are you wearing a speedmaster? Oh, I'm wearing a speedmaster as well. On <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a Geneva blue, Geneva blue strap. Yeah, got my speed so, on again. Yours, yeah. yours is like a, is yours like a chocolate strap? Chocolate strap. Yep. Yeah, uh, mine's a black strap. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw a picture of it on on your Instagram. I thought oh, uh, we're okay. in the same same watches today, and yeah. I've got. Uh, did I t- did have I told you I've got this huge glass that um, Petit Second Benoit sent sent me. He sent me this massive wine glass because he didn't want me drinking out of a pint glass anymore. So he sent me this yeah. huge wine glass that takes like a pint and a half of wine. So I've got about a pint of wine, but it's in a it's in a fancy glass now, so I don't look like too much of a barbarian anymore. And <laughs> I also have a, a couple of wakachangis there as well, obviously. Good. <laughs> Good on him. Good on him. Yeah, because it just didn't sound right, you drinking out of a pint glass. I know, but <laughs> we're not too worried about what people think, are we? Hmm. Not really. No. <laughs> that's why we don't. That's why we don't prepare for these, do we? We just get on there and just talk. So yeah, take our leave. Yeah. So you've got wine and Speedmaster, and I've got, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got wine too. I've got, what is this? Uh, Shiraz, two thousand eighteen Shiraz, oh, nice. and yeah, my Speedmaster one four five zero two two. No wacky changes. Dressing gown. No wacky changes tonight. No. Uh, okay. No, I um. <laughs> Rob will be I here. Drank all bit. of those. Yeah, I'm just texting Rob just now. Right, <laughs> he's gonna be like, right, that's it. Uh, yeah, so okay. um, Where are we? yeah, this look just before I go anywhere, where your your um your little bars they they're not going up and down on the recording. Is that okay? Whose bars? Yours. Ah, well, you can still it's hear showing, me, can't you? Yeah, I can still hear you, so that'll be recording. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I get worried when there's like no line with no bars there. Yeah. It's not like it's a like, life we're just going to go through like a he's gone. We're just going to go through a whole recording. And it's like Alex is gone. Be fine. Anyway, let's get back onto it. So, so Kimberly, what was the next step for you, basically? Uh, well, I'm taking one month holidays. First of all, I mean, sorry, but uh, with your with your journey into watchmaking. Ah, with my journey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. so... We're in Tasmania. There's rednecks <laughs> yeah, all yeah, over the place. Exactly. They're like, I need exactly. to get out of here, study watchmaking. 
<laughs> exactly. So I came back to Switzerland to study watchmaking before trying, well, before coming here, I tried in Melbourne. Well, as Michael said, uh, Rolex, I went to see if I could have a work experience. Mm. And sadly, that couldn't happen. So I just winged it, came to Switzerland and got an apprenticeship. Can I ask what made you want to get into watchmaking in, in the first place? Um, well, I don't really like working in teams and noise and everything. So I'm just in my bubble and I like uh, precision and everything. So I was like, oh, why not? Cool. And I've always liked watches. So hmm. yeah, and I love it. Don't regret it. Yeah. And you met, you, you managed to get a little bit of experience or at least visit some watchmakers in Melbourne. Yes, uh, Rory. That's right, Rory, my friend Rory. And because you're from Switzerland, you you actually enrolled in a like a traditional Swiss watchmaking school. Because like if you generally if you're from Australia and you go over to study watchmaking, you have to sort of go to an international school like Wastep. Exactly. Yeah. But you you could you could sort of pick pick and choose where you wanted to go, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To a certain extent, yeah. But um, which which was the school that you chose in the end? Well, actually, I'm. Like, not really in a school. Like, um, the schools that they have here, it's like 100% um, schooling. So you're a yep. student full-time. But in a, an apprenticeship role, I'm like, um, so I work in the manufacturer and then I go for theory classes like once or twice a week to the school. But I I have a contract with a, with Blancpain. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Fancy. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And which, which, which town is that in? Le Sentier. So it's in uh, La Vallée de Joux. So you're not far from um, Philip Dufour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just uh, the town uh, next door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get to visit him at all? No, he's very secretive. But I, I've right. met his daughter because she goes to the school. She's a full-time student. But I've met her a couple ah, of times. Cool. So yeah. Do you have a do you have an in to get a simplicity or something or? <laughs> a what? Have you do you know do you know the watch the simplicity? Um, not you, sure. You're not aware of that one? No, that's that's Philip Dufour's famous watch the simplicity. So very oh, okay. very hard to get. He doesn't make them anymore. So I'm sure yeah. everyone's oh. hitting up his daughter though. Like, hey, I'll buy you lunch. Can <laughs> you get me a simplicity? <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> make you any too obvious about it. You need to be stealthy. <laughs> I'm going to stay quiet on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, on that note, you, you, uh, you're friends with um, Kari Vudalainen's yes. um, daughter yes, too. Yes, daughter. Yeah. yeah. I've That's been right. to, to their house a couple of times for Christmas and everything. So it's, they're a very nice family. Yeah, yeah. Kari's very yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. And um, did, you, did you get to see his tourbillon in the end, the, the pocket watch? Uh, Kari's, the one yeah. that he did with uh, Venlup. The last one for the competition is that the one you're talking about uh when was that completed uh they did this last year oh no no i'm talking about well yeah that that one that one was an interesting pocket watch that was a collaboration yeah. with his daughter that's right yes, exactly yeah yeah so i did get to did... see that one yeah that was quite cool that was for the only watch auction exactly yep yeah. yep exactly yeah yeah that's right i almost forgot that but he did a um he did a tourbillon um, I don't know when, maybe when he was teaching at Wastep or something years ago. But, um, oh, then, no. Didn't no, get to see seen. that one. No. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, sadly, yeah. 
and and when when you when you started, so could you run us through some of your training um, with Blancpain and see like how how did you start off? What was the first say six months like? Okay, so the first six months we practically did only the uh, 6497 from uh, ETA. Yes. So the big one, and we just did that for like three months, just building it, undoing it, everything, and cleaning up, cleaning it in our little, what's it called? Use use some French terms, just like Rob. <laughs> The bouncy news, so it's where we clean the pieces at, like at, at our desk. We weren't allowed to use the machines for like the first six months ah. of our apprenticeship. So that was, a, that was, yeah, that was fun. Interesting. So you were just mechanically, <laughs> you were mechanically cleaning the watch movement. So instead yeah. of, so so for anyone that doesn't know, you, you generally you pull apart the watch movement, you disassemble it, and you put the all the all the pieces, all the components in a a watchmaking like a basket or a yeah a little yeah. cleaning basket I suppose and then you put it in a cleaning machine yeah um and the machine sort of cleans it all it goes through different processes of cleaning and rinsing and drying so you just had to you had to pull it apart and mechanically clean everything by hand basically yep yeah that wow. was that was joyful he loved it yeah, right. <laughs> are you being sarcastic right yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell <laughs> she's worse than me well <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> For the first couple of weeks, it was fun, and then oh, when, right. you, when you like knew how to do it and uh, you got good at it and everything, it kind of kind of was boring, and you were like, "Can we move on to something smaller?" Or... But in the end, in the end, it was good. And then we did move on to the twenty eight oh one and the seventy oh one, still from ETA. Oh, yeah. So yep. learning all the basics of of the watches. And then in second year, that's when we did um, the hairspring yep. and um, the pivotage. Don't know the word for it. Like a wood, like the turning of the axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The it's like a hand. Do you do it? You're turning it by hand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you, do you remember Rob talking about this? Yeah. Alex? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pivotage. Exactly. And like, yeah. He's like I don't I can't remember what it's called in English. He, even though he's Australian, he, he knows all of the watchmaking terms in French. He's such a wanker yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's just trying to be like that? Like just trying to sound. Yeah. Like that that he goes to like a he goes to like a just any kind of restaurant at all, and he has to order in French. So like, sorry, this isn't a French restaurant. He's like, sorry, I don't I don't know the words in English. Oh god. <laughs> We love you, Rob. Uh, yeah, we love you. Thanks, thanks for the book today again, Rob. Too. So, yeah, he sent me a um a book from. Well, who was the author, Alex? Uh, Paul Carter. Paul Carter. That's yeah. right. One of our previous guests. So, yeah. um, yeah, looking forward to reading that. So, thanks, Rob. Yeah. So, um, what was the next? What was the next? Um, so, how did you find hairsprings? First of all, uh, gave me a headache for the first few yeah. few days. And uh, then it was all right. It was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, just frustrating because our, our teacher for that, she's like a goddess with hairsprings. She just touches it one time and it's like straight and centered and everything. And it's mm. frustrating because you've been working on it for like 10 minutes and you just can't do anything. And she just comes and goes, and it's perfect. So yeah. that's always been frustrating. But otherwise, it's, yeah, it's fun. Once you get the hang of it. 
Can I ask a question to just to rewind a little bit? Um, when you when you got to when you started your training initially, what yeah. were you expecting, and what were the differences from what you were expecting and the reality of what the training was actually like? Oh, that's a good question. Um, He's got some good questions. This one. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. That's my one good question for the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. I don't know. Well, I was expecting like doing movements like on and on and on and on. And, uh, but I didn't think that it would do like so long on one piece. And I didn't think there'd be so much detail on every little thing, like to just to put the oil in the, the watchmaking and everything. I just thought it was be going to be easy and everything, but there's so much precision to not put it on the axe, on the flat of the, the ruby yeah. and everything. It's just, yeah, I was surprised on how much detail there is to everything like this and how, how every little piece has a function in the movement. So, yeah, that, that was one big surprise. So, and then for the, for the training... They just drill a lot of the basics in and then when you're in like the last bit of the second year and in the third year, that's when you get to see like the, the fun bits like the chrono or the the QT or whatever. Was it difficult to kind of keep focused sometimes on on like keep the motivation going because i know i get i get bored so i get bored so easily i get, I get bored doing exciting stuff i'm like oh god this shit's boring so were there any times where you're like oh like i, like I need to kind of battle through this this um, bit because I, I know as well it's kind of you oh, I, I think i definitely kind of romanticized what it was going to be like working in the the watch industry and then the reality of it was it was kind of a bit of a a shock to me so I had to get past that. Okay. I had to kind of break through that that barrier and appreciate appreciate it for what it is. Um, but yeah, were there any times you had to kind of just kind of were, any, were there any kind of sticking points where you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get through this, or or was it just was it plain sailing the entire way? No, it was. I really enjoyed it the whole time because um, in our formation, well, where they train the apprentice apprentice were six apprentices for each year and we had a wonderful group like we just laughed all the time we had a really great bond and everything so just every day waking up to do watchmaking and seeing the colleagues and friends that just didn't matter like even if it was some things were boring or whatever we made it like a competition or just to get through the day so no, oh, I that's don't. good. I, okay. I never got bored of it, really. So yeah. Okay, that's my one good question. And you got Michael. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> I I was gonna say with, with when you were talking about they focus on like the finer details. That just that just took me back. Like yeah. Like even with the oiling, like you could be it, to to prepare a piece for an exam. Like just the right amount yeah, exactly. of oil in the in the jewel. And and everything had to be clean and yeah, it, 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 they really. But did you did you find that you you learned how to just see see everything like you could see little little incorrect yeah, little yeah. imperfections in the hairspring yeah. and stuff like that? Like, yeah, that, that's the one thing I thought and uh, that I got out of the woe step training or the the watchmaking training that um that I didn't expect 
that I but that by the end of it I'd just be able to see so much more. Like I could see tiniest bit of dust, or I could see where the hairspring was was yeah. not completely flat across its plane. Like you could see a little little coil lifted up slightly, yeah, exactly. whereas you couldn't see that before. I think that was the biggest yeah, exactly. the biggest thing that I got that, out of it. That so, makes me. That's yeah. kind of funny because um, I actually told my my boss like on the last day. I was like, you know what? Even that I have my finished the exams and everything, but still one thing that I'd never know how to look for. It's like the um, the leveling of the anchor, like the end of the anchor and the the axe of the balance wheel. And that little jewel that's on the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got to see it's like leveled at the right yep. <laughs> at the right height and everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, the roller. Okay, so the roller yep, jewel. The roller jewel. He's always like, yeah, he always tells me, did you check it? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he checks it and he's like, it's not at the right level. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I told him on the last day, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to look for that. Like I never see it. <laughs> it's, it's, difficult, it's difficult to see. And for the listeners, um, it's probably hard to imagine what we're talking about. Describe it's hard to describe, but it's like putting, it's putting a... It's trying. It's trying to see. Yeah, exactly. It's trying to describe. It's trying to do. It's trying to see through this tiny little gap under the balance wheel to see where this little this little red jewel is lining up with the pallet. This this little tiny this other little tiny component, um, and to see if it's on the same level. And you're not always seeing it from a flat view, so you're yeah. seeing it from an angle as well sometimes. And it's it's really tricky. And I think it's funny because. I, I was just thinking about whenever I service a mechanical watch, I always, even though it seems boring, I always go through those yeah. tests that I was taught at school. Like I do all these checks and I rarely find a fault, but just occasionally you find a fault. Like you go through and you check all the end shakes. So yeah. you check every wheel to see how much play it has up and down in the in the jewel. Yeah. And I do that with every single service. And like 99% of the services I do, everything is fine. But just occasionally you get one. And I had one recently where there was one jewel that was it must have been dislodged or half half out of the, the bridge. And, and I checked it and it was way out. So it's, I still do those checks. And I mean, it only takes like five or 10 minutes with every service to, to go through the escapement and the, yeah. the wheels and do all these little checks that you, you think you're not going to use, but... You, you mm-hmm. have to do it anyway. Yeah. It's just something you do. Exactly. You know, it's drilled yeah, in they you, drilled so. that in us yeah. too. Like uh, every time we finished a movement, they checked everything after us and if we didn't do it, then we get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> now then they get a little bit mad because, yeah. I mean, when you get back into the industry, it's not – you don't have to be as strict as that, but it's good to be trained exactly, at that level yeah. so that at least you um, you yeah. know all of those exactly. those things. So, Yeah. Yeah, so um, so you started on the six four nine seven, which is like yep. a pocket watch size movement, and so you were starting yeah, on the hairspring yeah, and the, for the that as well. Yeah, and the hairspring and all the all the new stuff. We always took the six four nine seven, like to to learn on the big big picture. Yeah. Okay. So, so do you remember the, like the last hairspring you worked on, um, like the smallest one, the most difficult I one? I think I I didn't do it, but I had to modify it on the. 2671 I think I'm not sure how the diameter of it I'll check it yeah. I'll look it up to see the size of the It's pretty small anyway. It's a yeah it's a 17 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. really really So small. I nearly yep. cried with that one but I I got there. 
so what was that was that the exam piece in the end or did you did you just work uh, on the so for the exam we had exam. six pieces so we for the six four nine we had two six four nine seven so one was the hairspring yeah and the and then we had to do the anchor as well so with the penetration of the yeah. of the rubies and everything in the escapement and then we on the other six four nine seven we had to do yeah the leveling of every every wheel and the escapement and the balance wheel uh, okay so you, you had to make sure they were like true and flat so you do so if your wheel yeah. is wobbling yeah, you have to, to straighten it out again is that correct and everything yeah and then we had one yeah. uh 28 that had problems and we had to find it and fix it and then one 28-24 to just revise it and do all the checks and everything. And another... The listeners are just like, what the They'd fuck love are they it. The listeners love references? it. <laughs> yeah, they're like searching right now. They're like, oh they my would? God, I love it when people talk references. <laughs> Those other podcasts are garbage. I don't know. I find it interesting. There's just there's no other there's no other podcast like this where people go into these kind of details. So like some people, some sick people out there have to like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. We're like we've got to nerd out at some point. We can't just keep it basic and just just talk exactly. about the colors of dials and to be smart. all that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so the second did you so the second year was it focused mainly on the hairspring or well, did you, how long the did you do the hairspring, hairspring for? We had like a sort of exams exam at the end of it, so we learned and trained on it for like I'd say six weeks, and then we had the exam, and then well because we knew how to do it, we had to do it like every time, not not do it fully, but like okay. fix it and change yeah yeah components yep. so yeah. Yeah, it's like you get you get to the like yeah. For us, it was like all right, we we learn how to to make a hairspring and to adjust the escapement and to do the gear train to make it sure everything. And then and then at the end, you get tested. So you or you do certain movements where you get tested on everything, and you just go through and um, you won't necessarily yeah. make a hairspring for every exam, but you will have to have to adjust it to make yeah, it exactly, um, yeah. centered and flat and everything. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. But. Um, yeah, so how was the with the hairspring? You've got to like get it set up in those jaws for the for the vibrating tool. What do you call that in French? Um, the little tool that spins, swings back and well, forth. Did you have to vibrate the got, hairspring? Like more custom things. So they're machines, like they're not by hand. So we have a so they have like a, I'm not even I don't even know their name. It's like a technical name with letters and numbers, but they have a new one where you just put the hairspring like you clip it on and then you just have to give it a boost and then you have the screen and the line of the balance wheel has to be in the green so you just gotta like turn the so it's pretty easy but I like to use the the other one which is older and it like I don't even know how to explain it it's like the so you've got to, you've got to, you've got to visually you've got to see it with your own eyes and see that it's going at the same or or is it is that still like oh, no, with a laser or something? So you you still have to have the skill to pin like you had to you had to hold the this little hairspring up with some jaws basically didn't you? Yeah. Still, you still yeah, had to the, find the right spot to yeah. Yeah, the jaws were fixed on the machine, so you just clip it 
and then it like was it was caught in like a wheel sort of thing yeah. and then you just had yep. to spin a little a little thing that like moved the hairspring up and down so you got the right spot to cut the first yeah you know what i'm talking about i don't know i think i know yeah yeah exactly there's there's a load of different machines and equipment out there um to do it i've seen a fair few of them but um yeah that's that's the 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 thing alex that you know my friend and i we drank a heap of coffee before doing yeah (laughs) you know just to make it more difficult and um yeah, man. Did you did you do any didn't do anything like that to make it more difficult, or you just you just you didn't really didn't really um, have the time? <laughs> no, we didn't really have time because yeah, yeah, it was kind of limited time before the the exam, and then yeah, which I did a stupid thing on the exam. I did all the the centering and the flat of the hairspring, like on the like the first bit of it on the virole. Yeah, like and then I forgot to do it at the end with the bridge so oh, okay. I, I lost points on that so i was kind of annoyed yeah <laughs> so it didn't look that it didn't look flat and centered under the, on when you actually put the hairspring under the bridge and well i don't know the, i didn't check <laughs> right <laughs> i completely <laughs> forgot I, I that's what happens in exams though you, you just yeah. sort of in exams your mind is just like you're, you're so stressed out you just yeah you can forget stuff very easily so yeah i had yeah. four hours to do it and i did everything like everything went perfectly and then I put it on the Vichy so the test where the they check the seconds per hour and things and it was all good and I'm like okay I'm done and I gave it back but I still got uh I had got five on six that's good I mean it mustn't have been too bad but yeah um and and the, and the thing might have it still may have ran right it just didn't probably look 100% from the, yeah, exactly, from the side yeah. so yeah why is everything scored out of six? Yeah, that's a good question. That's weird. I have no idea. Is this the test that you got 5.9999998 for, Michael? I got 5.85 out of six on a theory uh, exam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, yeah, out of six, that is a good question. Like, and you, what did you, what, so your scores were five, like your total score was like 5.2, Kimberly. On my exam, yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah like anything yeah. over five was like really good. Yeah, so. don't don't judge yourself by Michael's scores. Like, don't <laughs> don't be don't be harsh on yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, her her overall score was probably better than mine. Even her overall score, like I got the really good theory exam score, but um, I I remember the other ones. I I don't remember the actual like the exact scores, but I remember being disappointed in the gear train exam and the escapement exam i did okay in oh um, right this is all news to me i thought you were like <laughs> top of the class and everything and now all this new information's coming out what's going on when do i ever say that like i failed this one like i didn't turn up for this you know, one but yeah <laughs> it's like me saying i got a, i got a grade one in in pe at school and not mentioning like i got a fail in english and maths and stuff <laughs> No, I've been pretty honest with my failures, actually. I mean, I, I, I think I did mention at one stage that I failed the, the escapement exam and it was so bad that, and you're going to, you're gonna, I don't know if I've told you this, Kimberly, but um, it I'm was so sure. bad that the, the little, pal, you know, the little pallet jewels, the, yeah. the two pallet jewels, they were pushed out so far that, that the escape wheel, wasn't the escape wheel couldn't even move. And, <laughs> and my teacher was, when my teacher told me this, I was like, because I thought he was joking because my teacher 
he was a bit of a comical guy. He's a, he still is a bit of a comical guy. I can't wait to get him on the podcast. But um, he, he, he sort of was smirking at me when, when he put me, took me aside and told me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, he's full of shit. He's bullshitting me right now. This, is, this, this didn't happen. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. And he was still smirking though. And I'm like, I'm like, I couldn't tell. But I was like, he's like, yeah, I've never seen this before. I'm like, oh, that's okay. when I thought. They've they've switched my they've switched my oh, God. No your conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that that had happened. Like, this, like I yeah, I'm sure a couple of the other the guys in the class could have done it, but that for me was just like, what the? How is that even possible? Yeah, the escape pass. So that yeah, that that was a definite fail. But oh. I got to retake it, and I ended up getting the, the top of the class. That's why I think that that that, that, you need that, to that go gives over you good this, evidence. Michael, okay, you need to that go gives, over. That gives you, that gives you, that gives you good evidence. <laughs> exactly. That gives you that gives you good evidence that it was actually it must have been swapped because the next time I did it, it was top of the class. So. No, but do you not remember my theory before was that it was right the first time and they swapped it the second time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. So, what other questions we got, Alex? Keep them coming. <laughs> I told you that's my one. That's my one good question. I like to just pepper them in now and again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So, what 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 happened um, after the second year? Uh, so third year, crazy. That's right, third year. Yeah. So, so third year. This is what's. This is like it's never happened before, where you had to actually wear. Oh, I don't want to skip far too far ahead, but you actually have to wear had to wear masks. Oh, that was in horrible. exams. Oh, god, yeah, yeah. I for, totally forgot about all this actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I was on a phone call with Kimberly one night, and and she was telling me, I'm like, oh my god, like the the, the exams were coming up, yeah. and they were forced. They weren't at school. They were actually you were you were some you were studying at home. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, yep. So we had to do the theory, theory classes like uh with zoom and everything so and then so we went back at work well the the third years we went back before everybody else to prepare for the exams and we just had to do wear mask and clean everything and it was just horrible like to wear mm. mask with the with the migros it just oh it's the worst thing like the sweat and everything well oh it's, yeah, so yeah. when you're wearing an eyeglass, you, you can imagine, Alex, if you if you've got a mask on and you've got your eyeglass on, yeah, the your your the the hot air from your 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 breath, you're breathing out, will just come straight up to your eyeglass, yeah, and it'll exactly. just fog your eyeglass every single. They just gave us masks at work, so I just tried on when I got home, put it on, couldn't my glasses were totally and <laughs> steamed up instantly, and I've oh, got really? I've got so good. I wear my glasses. I've got so good at just flipping my glasses up and pushing my loop up in kind of one kind of deft move. It's pretty silky, actually. Just it's probably to, the just, only just good to, part Just to of... let the... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Just to let the, the steam out. Yeah. Like it, uh, <laughs> de- de- un- defog your, um, your eyeglass. No, no. <laughs> but it's like, it's, yeah. So I can tell you, yeah, it must have been an absolute murder to have to yeah, deal was, with that and use it your... It was very hard. Yeah. We did like about five holes in the plastic of our eyeglass. Looks ridiculous, but it kind of worked. Kind of worked. 
I've I've done that. I've done more of those recently, actually. If you, if you get into the workshop in a cold morning and you've you've come out of a hot shower or something, it's like you put the eyeglass on and it's just the thing. The thing is just going to fog up straight away. So I've got these big holes drilled into the, the side of the eyeglass, just <laughs> all, all around the eyeglass, just to just to let the steam out. Exactly. Yeah. So we did that, and yeah. So so the third year, what did we start doing? Um. So yeah, we just took everything like nearly from start, like just repeat everything again. Third year was really just repetition of everything and practice for exams and going over stuff and everything. And we did also get to do like putting the movement in its case and the dials and everything. So that, that we started in third year and the quartz as well we did in the third year. Oh and yeah, yeah. Then we got into the, we went to the manufacturer to do work experience for the chrono and for the production style of um, putting down the hands and the dial. So, oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah. So, that, that, that would have been good work experience as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, fitting, yeah. fitting the hands basically. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And what's the, what's the coolest piece you've seen from, from Blancpain? That if uh, you like had unlimited funds and you could, you could buy it. Oh, I think the the Carousel Tourbillon. I think I think that would be my first choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a that's it's got a tourbillon and a carousel on, on the, the side, and you can yeah. see them both through the dial. So two different types of, um, so two different balances, two different types of escapements. Very similar. Very yep. similar, though, and and. Yeah, let's not try and describe how they actually work because uh, it's... I was about to ask her. I was about to say, okay, tell me the difference. I always ask everybody. We had a training woman at work. I was like, she's like, hi. I was like, okay, tell me what's the difference between a tourbillon and a carousel. She's like, who are you? I was like, listen, just answer the question. <laughs> yeah, right. just shut up and answer the question. And I asked you that, did I not? I think I asked you on the first. Did the you? First, yeah, the first podcast you came on with Anthony and I. Ah, you're you're very. And did I answer it? Did I answer it correctly? You were, because at you the were time like, I probably too, knew it. It's too difficult to explain to you. you yeah, yeah, it is like because <laughs> yeah, because Kimberly and I were talking one night and she was asking me the same thing and I I uh, it I I think I explained it but right now I couldn't do it. It's 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 not not the easiest thing to explain. Can you explain it now, Kimberly? Um, I think the main difference is where the energy comes from and where it's divided. Bingo, so that's for it. For the causal, the energy is divided from the, I don't know the name of that wheel in French. Which wheel? But it's basically the, 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 teeth, are, the teeth are meshing around the outside of the, the cage. The cage, instead yeah. of Instead of the wheel meshing in the, in the, in the pinion below the cage. Exactly. That's what I yeah. was going to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's still, even though that sounded simple, it's still. I'm very confused. Of, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hard, yeah. You know, even when you look at the two, the two different uh, carriages and you look at the wheels and where they're meshing, it's still difficult to see the difference, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's a cool piece. That is really cool. Like, yeah, it's um, beautiful. how much, what, do you know how much that one costs? Oh, probably like. Fifty billion dollars. <laughs> Fifty billion. <laughs> but with staff discount, it goes down no a lot. Idea. I think I think I've seen a, cu- a couple of them in work. I think they're about 
I was going to say they're not that expensive because they're not normally in diamond encrusted stuff, but the ones I've seen, I think have been about $200,000. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was thinking yeah. anyway. I was thinking in between the one and 300. It's, well, what? You think that's too low? You think? Why don't I just look it up? Yeah, I reckon it's too for the, for all I the think I'm closer gonna, than your $50 billion. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love how when I say <laughs> 200000 she's like, oh, are you sure, Alex? That seems an unrealistic figure. Are you sure you... it's not like are you sure it's not like fifty billion or maybe forty nine billion? <laughs> Tell you what, whoever's well, closest to like closest within like a hundred dollars, they can they can be the winner, okay? Alright, I'm getting it now. You won, right. you won. Then it depends Ooh. on the on the case as well, because the rose gold is uh three thousand. Three hundred thousand, well, sorry. Guess guess what, Kimberly? And I don't know if this is correct because this is this is the the almighty Hodinky. Forty nine billion. <laughs> Probably. If it's forty nine billion, I'm done for the day. Okay, I'm not even going to continue with this podcast. No, but no, but you just uh, because it says is available only in rose gold, but that oh, was published well, in 2013. <laughs> yeah, so the Torbjorn carousel is priced at three hundred nineteen thousand dollars, and I'm guessing that's US. So we're getting. I mean, we're getting really 319,000 US. What is that getting close to half a billion? 400? Australian, isn't it? Yeah. 400 at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, did I say half a billion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half a billion. You've got me with your billions. <laughs> your billions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I'm looking at it now and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's stunning. Like it's just for it, yeah. you have to appreciate it, Alex. I don't. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I don't. I just find that one a bit kind of bland. Oh no. Yeah, like obviously there's a lot. There's a lot going on with it, but it's just a bit. I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Like as in, I I I see it's I see all its beauty in the mechanics of it, and it's probably hard. Like it'd be hard to make it like aesthetically amazing if you're showing these two true two carriages on the yeah. you know because it's showing the movement basically there's not like it's it, the dial is is fairly basic and yeah but it's it's a beautiful mechanism like it's there's a, there's other uh blanc pans that i prefer some of their kind of ultra thin uh movements and they've got that one that's got the kind of the, the peripheral rotor is that blanc pan or breggy are we talking about a a um a micro rotor? No, no, it's like or a peripheral. You, oh, it's like one that's yeah. I can't just goes around the outside. Blanc pan or break. But anyway, yeah, I th- there's some of them that, that they do that are really slim, and yeah, the the Villeray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. yeah. I think that that's more my kind of kind of kind of thing, um, and that's not those ones aren't fifty billion, so I can save some <laughs> save some money there. <laughs> Yeah, there is some really nice, like classic sort of looking blanc pan out there. Mm. Yeah. That, that aren't $50 billion, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to stick with me now. It is. I'll never <laughs> let you forget that. <laughs> never. The $50 billion woman. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's what, that's what happens in these podcasts. There's a lot of stuff that stuck to me. Oh, Alex so much stuff. You. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's why this that's why this my this podcast is called appreciating. What is it? Appreciating time. Yeah. Is that what we decided? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because I keep telling Alex he has to appreciate this. You have to. Alex. 
I think it's a great name for it. Did yeah, um, did, did uh, Jean Claude Biver ever come and visit the facility? Did they did they was part of the training? Did they have you go to like a shrine or anything for him, and they tell you all about how he saved the brand? Well, n- no, I don't. No, think okay. So. <laughs> Do you know Jean Claude Biver? Or um, know of him? I do know of him. My grand aunt used to work for him at uh, really at Hublot, yeah. No, Hublot? really, yeah, 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 Hublot. Yeah, yeah. Did you say your auntie used to work for my, him? My my grand auntie, so my dad's aunt. Ah, oh, really? Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Maybe you. Maybe you'll be. Do you, so you have no connection with him at all? Because I was going to say you could get him on the podcast. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> I met him and I ate his cheese years ago and I still can't get him on the podcast. So you just need to message him say, I had your cheese and I know Kimberly. And then when he comes back and says, who's Kimberly? And then just, what, what was your great aunt called? Uh, Geneviève. Yeah, say, Geneviève. It's, yeah, it's Geneviève's great niece. You surely you know Geneviève. And then he has oh, to come man, on. I thought I thought messaging him and saying that I tried his cheese years ago would have been enough. It would have got his attention, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't enough. <laughs> oh no! Rob's, Rob's probably just shot off an email and just he'll just get him straight away. Yeah, it'd be but, Rob's, uh, like, Rob's like the celebrity watchmaker. Does Biver have anything to do with Blancpain anymore? I don't think so. He, he no, but he he basically um, re. What do, what do you what do you want to say, Alex? He um, what do I tr- what am I trying to say? <laughs> he re, uh, re, uh, re reinvented, it. yeah, reinvented, reinvented. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. the brand was okay. dead. He bought just the name. Was it from SWAT? Who owned it? Somebody owned it. I th- I don't I don't know who it was from. But, but was it Blancpain? Was it was it other Frederic Piguet? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, well. Hang so on. His friend, and yeah, his friend was the son of Frederic Piquet or the grandson or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he, they joined forces, and he bought the name Blancpain from somebody who was in financial difficulties. So he knew you could buy it for was a hundred thousand francs or something. Oh, it was less than that. I thought it was something like. Fifty billion dollars. Like, <laughs> I thought it was something like twenty-seven thousand francs or something stupid, like the name. Was it? Okay. It was. It was nothing. It was. Yeah, it was nothing. Oh, I don't, I don't know exactly. Don't quote me on that one. But, yeah. but, um, but it was. I didn't think it was near even a hundred thousand. I thought it was quite cheap. And then they just, they basically just started producing, like, small minute repeaters and perpetual calendars and, like, really, like, really cool like really good high grade watches and okay. um and then he sold the uh, sold it so many years later for for a lot of money but um yeah he um yeah he reinvented Bre- uh Blancpain that's right so okay is it mm. sad that I didn't know that but yeah i, I would not have yeah, that's why you didn't get six out of six <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, that just I, shout at, I shout at people at work when they don't know who. When I mention, I'm like, oh. I was messaging JCB over the weekend. They're like, who's JCB? I'm like, out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> it probably shows that she was actually focusing on the right things. Yeah. Instead yeah, exactly. of, like, you know, just shit, what like, maker? <laughs> we, <laughs> we're, we're, sitting, 
we're sitting here talking about his fucking cheese and, and all this other crap when like Kimberly's sitting there like polishing pivots and making components and yeah you know exactly, yeah. we're just we're just wasting our time yeah don't follow and our lead Kimberly. On the current boss. <laughs> yeah yeah it's much much smarter he'd be more impressed if you met him and you were just like yeah hi how are you going yeah i didn't know i didn't even say i don't even know i didn't even know who you were until i heard about you on uh fifth first radio <laughs> Yeah, Why exactly. Apparently, 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 you make good cheese. Is that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Okay, where are we in the story? Yeah, so it's just, I was just going to go back to because I'm I'm good at going back to different parts of the story. But um, when you were you were studying at home, you just studied um, the theory at home when when the coronavirus yeah. hit, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, I heard some schools around Switzerland going to to like my friend's school in Lock, they got to a point where they they sent students home with benches and tools and had them they were training them and teaching them over over Zoom. Really? Yeah, and then they'd send they'd they'd send pieces in or or, or deliver pieces. They they'd send work out. I don't know exactly how it happened, but they'd send the pieces back in like the movements or the components to get to get marked and graded. Which was incredible. Like that, that was at my friend's crazy, school yeah. in Morocco. It was, yeah, that is that's going to a another level. But yeah. yeah, luckily you got to go back and do the exams. It was just a yeah. So so you got you ended up doing exams with masks on though. Uh, we had choice, like, but right. I I chose not to do it because right, yeah, yeah. which yeah. would have been a pain. Exactly. Yeah. So, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine doing the exams I did at Wallstep with a mask on. That would have been. Yeah, How would you get that over your beard? Well, at the time, I didn't have a beard. Ah, okay. At the time, I looked looked like a little young boy. Yeah. yeah. I think I actually met you without the beard. Ah. Did you? I think so. I think you just had stubble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it true he doesn't have a chin? Is that true? <laughs> Rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. You're probably right, actually, because I I did shave my beard off um, when my son was very young, and he was born like midway through 2015. So maybe he was getting close to 12 months old when I shaved it off. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was about it because I finished school in uh, 2015, and then yeah, I came to Melbourne like 2016 or 17. I'm not sure. Yep. So um so where were we at in the story before before I um went back to the masks and the <laughs> Do you does anyone um, remember? I have no idea. No. We're just no. been distracted by the there. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, okay, so there was masks. You were doing your uh you were studying at home. Yep. Something uh, <laughs> Yeah, I so, wasn't there. You should know what was going on, Kimberly. <laughs> I don't want to ask. I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm, I am, I'm interested to hear because obviously the workforce in, in, well, in most of the watchmaking industry at the moment is, is strained, and they're not, they're not. I suppose it's, it's like hiring in 2009 when, and you would have been very young, Kimberly, at that time. But in 2009, when the financial crisis hit, there was no real yeah. hiring of watchmakers. So now yeah. it's probably. As bad or worse, probably worse. Um, so, 
So you're you're still you're still going to be employed because you're in, under contract with Blancpain. So you'll exactly, be yeah. working with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what's what's so, what's your work look like in the future at this point? Well, I'm lucky, as you said, I have a a workplace guaranteed after my apprenticeship. So I actually had my interview last week. And um, the first interview we had, she wasn't sure if I'd be 100% or like 50. And mm-hmm. on Friday, she confirmed that I could be hired at 100%, which is good news. Wow. But um, all the employees in Blancpain, they have like teams and they all work at 50%. So they come in either the morning or the afternoon. And that's the same with Breguet. Mm-hmm. And... I'm pretty sure they do that as well. But Jejer Le Coultre and Audemars Piguet, they fired a lot of their their workers. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, and yeah, for hiring, they they weren't even sure if they could take us, like the three apprenticeship, the three apprentices in Blancpain. Mm. So yeah, it was kind of stressful for a bit because at first we heard rumors that it'd be like 30 to 50% that they'd hire us and then I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna die because I can't I have everything to pay but then then good news came and got a hundred percent so that's fantastic yeah great news yeah yeah that's that's really good and what do you know what you're gonna when do you start um like I suppose you've been working for them to a certain extent haven't you so yeah, exactly. So in the second year, well, I didn't mention that actually, we do work experience in the manufacture. So yeah. we go in different um, sections of the manufacture. I went in the montage. So that's where you do all the the, the wheel train and all the, the oiling and everything. So I did a really good like results over there. So when I did my work uh, my interview, they said that they don't want me to go there because I had nothing to gain out of it anymore. So they're going to put me in another section. I'm not. They're not too sure where yet because as they as I'm starting in September, a lot can change since then. So it might be at the the dial and the hand section or the the other bits of the watchmaking. So I'm not too sure where I'm going to end up yet. Well, that's 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 good news considering the current current climate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I don't I don't know if you can if you want to um, give us any idea of what you're planning on in the uh, in the future, or if you you, you can, or what what are, you, what are your thoughts on what you'd like to do? Well, years from now, or is it something that you're sort of you're not not thinking about yet? Well, I've always well. The basics of why I did watch make the okay watchmaking <laughs> <laughs> was really to do like renovations and complications and everything. So yeah. my dream is to probably end up there one day, but who knows? Who knows where where I'll go? I'm open open minded to anything. Yeah. So still young, have time. Yes, you are. How, how old are you currently? Twenty two. Twenty two. Very young. Yeah. yeah. Like. Hey, even more now. Half our age, Alex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Half your age? I'm my youngest, like, 39 and three quarters, okay? <laughs> exactly, you're not 40 yet. 
I honestly wish I could have gone back. I could go back in time and start all this so much earlier. But I guess you don't you don't always know. Some people are lucky and get into it at the right time and, and yeah, some people I'm sure there's lots of watchmakers who start off doing watchmaking and then later on down the track they're like, Oh, I wanna do something else. I think as long as you're following your your passion and your heart, then um I think that's the, the right move. I just wish I'd known I wanted to do watchmaking before I was like thirty-five. <laughs> you hear about these. You hear about these people that like start watchmaking at like fourteen or fifteen or sixteen, yeah. and they just get like this so much far ahead of us when we decide to. I mean, I still, I still, I wish I had started earlier. And I started. Um, what was that? That would have been twenty-one. Um, yeah. I wish I had started before that even. Yeah, and Alex, you started even later than you were in your thirties. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, you can't change it, can you? Yeah, well, you're not, you're not, you're I not was actually, I'm actually kind of old for Switzerland because, like, uh, I look at the first first graders. Like, some of them just turned fifteen, and when I started, I was nineteen. And one you of were my the old colleagues person in the class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one <laughs> Wait of till my I rock up. <laughs> The third grader, he's not even 18 yet, but he finished his apprenticeship too. Wow. So, yeah, I was actually the old one, yeah. Yeah, watchmaking in Switzerland is different though, isn't it? Like I get it, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I get a sense that um, people in Switzerland that grew up in Switzerland, watchmaking isn't as much of a a big deal. It's just yeah. like a... It's yeah, like complete. Like if if you if you grew up in Australia, you, you did grow up in Australia, I suppose. So you sort yeah. of you probably see it differently, a little bit. But people that grow up in Switzerland and live in Switzerland really just that's just uh, such a common common job, common field to go into. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, being a plumber in Australia. Yeah, I was going to say it's like being a redneck in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> you just you you grow up in Tasmania, you just you end up being a redneck. It's just. It's just it's just what happens. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh no! <laughs> how many how many Tasmanians right now are just like throwing their their phone across the room right now? Well, I'm my, never listening. My, to my wife's actually Tasmanian, so it's probably a good thing that she's my ex. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, some oh. of them are nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did say he did say his ex-wife. So oh, yeah. his ex. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> listen, she's about to start a podcast because I told her, listen, if 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 we can have five podcasts or something on my channel, then I'm sure you can do one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when and when are you coming back to Australia? Well, maybe when they open borders. When? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was. I just I just realized that as I was saying it. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like you won't be back for Christmas, I'm guessing. So no, yeah, that's that's a, that's yeah. a no go. So would well, you ever want to come to back to Australia for good or to live here again? Uh, no, no, is it that bad here? I kind of like it. It's, I've never been to Switzerland. Is, is Switzerland that good? It's not just really cold there. Well, it is very cold, but I don't know. I. Without offending anybody, I prefer the Swiss mentality. Mm. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. I want to. I want to. <laughs> Without offending people. Open this up a little bit and and oh, talk no. talk about like what, what, what? No, we don't You're have to. You're going to lose so many listeners with me. 
No. All right, let's just avoid that then, eh? Or, no, Alex's goal is to actually lose listeners, wasn't it? Was that what you said at one stage? Our audience is 50% in Australia. Sorry, our, before this episode, our audience was 50% in Australia. <laughs> no, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm interested to, to, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're in that industry, it's it makes sense to, to be there. But I know um, from speaking to Swiss watchmakers that I work with here, they yeah. always say that the money is so much better in Australia. Oh well, that for sure, yeah. And the lifestyle there. When they when they explained to me, one of the girls who actually left and has now gone back to to um, France, and she was saying like the a watchmaker in Switzerland gets paid the same amount of money that an entry level diagnostics technician or something gets paid in in Australia. Um, which kind of blew my mind. And so, yeah, she was calling all her watchmaker friends back in Switzerland saying, you need to come over here, get over here. The money's so good. <laughs> the lifestyle's a lot better. But I suppose in terms of career progression and, and options to do different things, I guess it makes sense to be yeah. in in Switzerland. It's I guess you can always come to Australia, so... Yeah, and exactly. we are we are talking we are talking with summer, Kimberly, at the moment. Like it's it's like the middle of summer over there, so it'll be beautiful. Yep, it is. We do have sun, which is a first in about three years. <laughs> Just for like two weeks, though, is it not like Scotland? Like it's sunny for two no. weeks, and that's summer. No, no, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, it, like I was over there last year. And it was like I had three or four days in a row where it was like high thirties. Yeah. Um, really, I mean that was that was uncomfortable actually, but um, it was it was really warm. And I, I remember we started our worst step course in July, and for the first sort of six weeks, it was just yeah, we go to the go to the lake, Lake Neuchatel, every night after after school, and and crack open some beers and go for a swim, and yeah, it was fantastic. It was great. Neuchatel is a bit, it's a bit lower than where I am. So, and I'm in a valley, so it's, oh, yeah. it's it colder. Yeah. So like, the middle of December, you're going to be, you're going to be not enjoying it as much, I suppose. No, no. <laughs> uh, I remember the first year I was here, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to cry because that's maybe the, that's maybe the bit where I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm going to leave. It's yeah. when it hit minus 26 with like one meter of snow and the little cold wind, I thought I thought I was gonna die. It was horrible. Yeah, minus twenty six. Oh, yeah, that's insane. that's insane. Yeah, that's that's not comfortable. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's when you're that's when you're just looking to eat cheese fondue every day. Exactly. Yeah. Put it all over your skin. <laughs> That's probably the only time in the year that I did extra hours at work because I didn't want to go out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We were actually we were a bit the same when it got towards the end of the year, um, and it was just dark. The days are darker when you get yeah. into November, December, December more so. But I mean, we were getting busier. But yep. you know, you look out the window of your workshop and it'd be snowing, and you're like thinking, well, I've got a twenty minute walk back to back to my residence. I don't. I'd, I'd I might as well just stay here. And try exactly, and yeah. Yeah, do some more work. So yeah. Yep, that's exactly. Yeah. It. You, to, you go at work, it's night, and you come home, it's night, and it's just. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've got fond memories of just listening to the same Radiohead album every morning <laughs> or, or every night on the way. Like, I don't I just turned into a zombie. Just like you'd wake up in the dark and you'd walk in the rain or the snow to, yeah. to school. And I just put, I just, I couldn't even be bothered changing. And I think I even had a, that's back when we had like CD Walkmans. I'm pretty sure I had a CD Walkman. Yeah, this is this is how this is how long ago it was. I'm pretty sure it was it was either that or an iPod, like one of the first iPods. Yeah. I'm trying to remember now what it is, but yeah, it was just like listening to the same like cassette album. Fuck, this is bad that I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> I think it was a CD Walkman. I could be I could be wrong, but I think it was. And um, yeah, just listening to that same Radiohead album. So whenever I hear that that album now, I'm I just think of walking in the snow or the rain to and from Wastep and uh, just darkness. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Winter winter is hard. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, have you got any questions, Alex? Any more, any more questions? Um, So you already asked what her plans are for the future. I was going to ask, do you have a, a school watch that you have to make? Or not have to? Did you get to make any? Do the kind of when you you get to keep a watch at the end of it as part of the yep. exam? Or what? What's the what? What have you got? We did the classic sixty four ninety seven, but we mm-hmm. did it completely. Well, they gave us the bridges and everything, but all the escapement, the anchor, and the the balance wheel, we did it ourselves, and we sent it to the Kusk. And if they pass the test, then Tissot. Uh, gives us all the all the dial and everything and then that we get to keep us keep it and has our name and engraved at the back so yeah you're lucky yeah i mean that yeah that's what you should get when you do like a full like a two or three year training course i suppose but yeah that's 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 amazing that's great so is it like it's a pocket watch or is it a wristwatch wristwatch so it's going to be massive on my wrist on my wrist yeah i think it's a 40 42, yeah, well, it's yeah. it's like a there's the movement the the Panerai I've got the the Panerai used to have anyway, so yeah. I've, yeah. I've got one of those and it's um so is it um did they do any finishing so what finishing was done to the bridges or did you, you don't do any finishing on the bridges no it was it's just a basic uh, sixty four ninety seven it's not but you had to do a lot of work to that yeah yeah yeah. That's really yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, it was fun. The the school watch I got was was we we went to Etta for for a week, I think, and yeah. did a did a court course on the, the the some of the Etta calibers, and we got a we got to assemble a quartz chronograph, and it was pretty. <laughs> that's it, a quartz chronograph, and it, there's no there's no like name on it or anything. We got it in this little black box, and it just. Yeah, I mean, I haven't worn it. I haven't looked at it in years, to be honest. I've taken the battery <laughs> out because, yeah, it's got like it's got like a Breitling little Breitling case, but like a one of the crappy little Breitling cases, like a like not attractive at all, like steel <laughs> and gold. And yeah, I just don't like it at all. I wish I had a, like a proper mechanical school watch. But, um, yeah, I was so jealous of the other students that got to yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the one of the one of the guys that in my course that did that assembled it and managed to get the court, the the watch to run backwards. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Funny. He failed the he failed the course. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you, 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 you're saying he like at first I thought he got, he got it to run backwards and that was like him showing his 
Like, no, 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 no. You mean that was, yeah. uh, was it a mistake and it ran back? It know. sounded it sounded like it was like, yeah, he managed to do yeah. it. Like it was yeah, like, like no, no. Wow. No, no. He assembled it incorrectly and the hands were running backwards. Okay. And I remember wow. him just like, what is what is this shit? It's going like, and we're just like, we're just like, uh, oh. no. Yep. <laughs> so do you ever wear that watch, Kimberly? Well, I don't know. We just sent it last week to the COSC. Oh, so you don't know if it's if it's going to pass cost or not. Well, normally it is going to, but yeah. I'm not sure with transport and everything. Uh, so we'll see. Just argue. Just be like it was fine when we when it left. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give them my tickets to <laughs> to show that everything passed, but they're like, no, that you can't do that. I was like, oh. Just make sure they don't do a little switcheroo like my school did with me. <laughs> So what was the timing on it when you sent it off? Um, I had the, I don't even know math words now. The delta, so it, was, delta. Uh, was four. Wow, that's and good. The, the seconds at a zero hour was one. And at 24 hours, it was two, I think. Very good. Yeah, it was clean. Very good work. Precision. <laughs> four, four seconds, though. Yeah, delta. So if yeah. any, if, if people won't know what we're talking about, basically, but the delta is in, in timekeeping for a watch is when you, you – we're talking about full and half wind after 24 hours. So uh, yeah. usually, usually you would get the delta rating by winding the watch up fully, checking the timing in five positions or however many positions, usually five, and then you – let the watch run down till it's in half wind position or after 24 hours, then check the timing in all those five positions again. And all of those, all of those timing figures say plus one second a day, plus three seconds a day, plus they all, you put them all together and the, the, the highest and the lowest, you, you, you have a gap between them. And that's the, so you've got a four second Delta. That's like, that's like saying uh, the, the, the slowest was minus one second a day and the, the fastest was plus three seconds in all positions. Yep. So four second delta, which is which is really good. Yeah. We'll see if it stays like that. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Let's hope they um they take care of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd definitely be wearing that all the time. So people would people would people will say that's a that's a very big watch for a girl to be <laughs> wearing, and then you can be like, shut your face! I made this watch, okay. <laughs> It's worth fifty billion dollars. <laughs> Maybe forty nine billion, but definitely in that range. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. All right. Um we might start wrapping it up now, Alex. It's it's not gonna be one of our Rob and the regulator records, but I don't think well, it's because Rob isn't here as well. We'd usually talk a lot of shit and drink a lot. Um, when we've got Rob I've been very well. well behaved. I haven't even cracked open the Wakachangi yet. <laughs> so what have you just been having the wine? Just the wine. Yeah, yeah. You'll need to come oh. back on Kimberly and keep us notified about your um, progression so you can make me even more depressed by your wonderful <laughs> skills and how well, how well you're doing and how old I am and how I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> oh, well... I think it's going to be a couple of years before I go a bit higher in the hierarchy. You're still going to be in your 20s. 
I mean, that's why that's why we're becoming friends with you now because you, by the time you hit like thirty or forty, you're going to be like high up in the watchmaking industry. We're going to be calling in. We're going to be calling in favors. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time you said that stupid thing about fifty billion dollars? Like we still have that audio. We've got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And we're going to publish it if you don't do what we tell you. Yeah. Who's editing no. this? I don't know. Are you editing this, Alex? Yeah, you must. Really? Yeah. I've got to learn how to first. Yeah. Right. I, think, I think you find it. I think you find it quite easy. Okay. What, about, what about this? Another quick question before before you go, Kimberly. Um, yeah. Dream dream watch. So giving people an idea of what a young watchmaker would have. So not not necessarily like a crazy blanc pan or something, but like you must have an your eye on a particular watch like that you you would like to you'd like to get. So what's your current thing you think, oh, I quite fancy getting one of those? Oh, that's hard. There's so many. Mm, I like Jacques Ball. I like Blancpain. I like Patek Philippe. Oh, this this is hard. Mm. That's hard. what I that's what I always say. Yeah, I've I, I like too many of them. And I'm a pos- I'm positive about most brands, aren't I, Alex? I thought I thought she had been yeah. too diplomatic there and only giving uh swatch group ones when she was like Jackie Drew, Blanc Pan, but then she said yeah. Patek. I was like, Okay, yeah, she can say well, You can't not say Patek. <laughs> yeah. Well <laughs> Well <laughs> Alex will. He'll go against the grain, won't you? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Patek some love tonight because my Instagram recommendations got Patek, so I don't want to love them too much. Now that you mention that, I haven't even got a an Instagram recommendation, so I forgot about that. So I'll be I'll be scrolling. Yeah, you can as I'm doing. Last episode that you, you said doesn't anyone else find it difficult to find people to recommend? And I was just telling you earlier, Kimberly, that I actually have done this so many times. I get into the into the recording and I forget to to i forget to look it up so yeah i'll find one i'll be fine i'm following (laughs) plenty of people yeah so do you have any questions for us kimberly um no not that i can Uh, why don't people have any questions for us mike she's got the world she's got the world in front of her she's got everything she doesn't need to ask yeah 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 i don't have to learn to drink badly so i don't have anything to ask you michael but yeah, I mean, you see what happened with me. I'm I'm stuck here now, um, Kimberly. That's yeah. a nice way of saying it, Alex. I, I love it here. I'm I'm enjoying the teamwork and the the, the podcast. So oh, we'll have to get you on. Again. I thought you just meant in Australia. <laughs> no. So we'll have to definitely get you on again to um, check your progress and 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 just find out find out what's happening basically. So yeah, I'd love to. And it'd be good. It'd be great to catch up when you're back in Australia again and. And um, because I know last time when I travelled to Switzerland, you were coming back to Australia, yeah, and it was that like was there was like yeah. two or three days we could have met up, but I was going directly to Ireland. So yeah, yeah but exactly, next time yeah. we'll we'll try and make it happen. So are you um, coming back to Europe soon? Well, once again, that's yeah. As soon as we can, we will. We're going to, um, to stay in Bear. London. Oh yeah, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to Ireland, and yeah, we'd be looking for like a six week trip maybe so um i'd definitely be looking to go back to switzerland if we did that so yeah i'm sure we can i'm sure we can meet up that'd be good it's yeah. been a long yeah. time it has it's been ages yep. three years three years yeah wow yeah. yep 
Crazy. Yeah, and you're going to say hi to your mum and dad while you're on here. Are they going to listen to it? Um, I told them I was going to do it, They're, and I asked if they were going to listen to it. They said if it's going to be two hours, then no. But <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been an hour and twenty minutes. So hello, mum and dad. Michael, you did swear a couple of times, though. What's Sorry? that? You did, Michael did swear a couple of times, though. So I apologize, Kimberly's mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, this is what the Australians are like, not like nice Scottish boys like me. <laughs> did you not swear at all tonight, Alex? Yeah. You're such a good boy, I aren't know. you? I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm like the I'm like the foul mouth of the group, aren't I? No, you're not. I'm not yeah. much worse than you, but I was just trying to I thought maybe, yeah. Let's not try to ruin Kimberly's career so early on into, <laughs> <laughs> into her like, yeah, oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, before we go, you've got your brother in Switzerland as well with you. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So wow. your brother's there. Um he's been there for quite a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been here five five to six years, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well that's good. You've got some family over there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do we want to do some recommendations? Um, Kimberly, who have you who have you got to recommend or what have what have you got to recommend? Because I did say to you, um, uh, if you didn't have someone on Instagram to follow, then just, yeah, if you've got any sort of recommendations. Oh, uh, well, I was not prepared for this, so I quickly looked yeah. on YouTube. And I <laughs> <laughs> there is this people, I don't even know, they, uh, mm-hmm. do, they do good videos with them. Um, they c- compare watches and inform on, like, every new watches there is. And I've watched them a couple of times and it's very interesting. So it's Watchfinder and Co. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah, that's really good quality. Yeah, good, yeah. good, um, great. Um, it's a great, it's a, it's a one where it just shows the hand, isn't it? With the, the watch basically. Exactly. Yeah. One? yeah. Yeah. Really well made. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a good very recommendation. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So there what about you? Yeah. Yeah, no, well done. That was good. You did well. I passed. Yay. <laughs> you passed again, more importantly, yeah. This is a good month. Half out of six, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Alex? Um, I've got my new great friend, Thomas, and he is on Instagram as THMF. LV. FLV. Okay. Oh yeah. And I have, nice watches. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's got a Patek. So I give some Patek love. I'm desperate to get. I, I have. I'm still trying to get a fifty-seven eleven. Someone to review it on the website, but I don't know. A hype watch. Just yeah. Well, I know someone that just acquired one and they're actually looking to bring it to me to get the bracelet adjusted to remove a link. So I might even stick it on a Geneva blue strap. Yeah, I like what you're yeah. Good move. <laughs> um Yeah, so I might ask him to um to do a review then. Well we we hold off first because I think Thomas is gonna is gonna, oh, is gonna do it. I don't wanna get I don't wanna upset him when I've just made a, a new friend. Um yeah. but he's in what this season? Cryptography, something. Yeah. Anyway, he's a computer guy, and he was telling me about a cool project he's been working on, where he's like collating 
all this information about watches on the internet and it was really kind of fascinating i don't want to go into too much about it I think it's probably like a top secret project um but i really had a really good chat with them and we're yeah just talking about a bit about how it's great to make friends all over the world through watches and then you message them and then next minute you're chatting away for an hour or something when you should probably be doing something else um yeah but yeah it's got a nice uh you got a couple of vintage rolexes as well yeah yeah yep so it looks cool cool guy and maybe we can even have him on the podcast at some point i don't want to get too ahead of myself since i only spoke to him (laughs) why not why not that's why he's gonna have his own show by next week that's my prediction (laughs) (laughs) what about you michael yep so i I hope this hasn't been recommended before i don't think it has what's that i'll tell you if it has don't worry yeah okay um creations underscore in underscore time so um this is uh, his name's david cottrell and he's handcrafting pocket watches well he I, i don't know how many he's done or he might be just working on one at the moment Self-taught thanks to the book Watchmaking by George Daniels. And some really, he's doing some really, really cool work. Um, yeah, like hand-making every component basically from from just looking at the, the George Daniels book. Did he do wow. the dial? What's that? Did he do the dial? I think so. What? Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, yep. It's, it's some, there's, a, there's a few makers out there that really are not aren't that well known yet, but but like their, their focus is to like make one one watch and just like there's a few people around the world actually following the book the watchmaking by George Daniels, um, and they're just following that and just, their, their their goal is to make one watch and that's it. And you know how many years they take, it doesn't matter. They but that's their focus. But this this yeah, you look at the finish and the and the, and the components he's making. It's um yeah, it's incredible. Isn't that amazing yeah, that you can do that? Just I know. Yeah. Have you seen that book, um, Alex and Kimberly? Nope. Um, right. Yeah, one of the guys who actually has gone to Rolex now. Um, was it that book? What's the other book that he had? Was there? Uh, is a what's the one that all the Wastep students get? Oh no, that's um, that's um, uh, which one is that? That's a, uh, yeah, I can't think of it now. Didn't you, Michael? Yeah, yeah, but I, and I've got the book. I just can't remember the name of it. But that's definitely a different. That that's. But you can you can still make a watch just from the stuff in that book, right? That's. I yeah yeah maybe no it doesn't really describe all of the procedures. Well, this guy. This guy who worked with us and then he went to Rolex and I remember he let me borrow the book. And this is just when mm-hmm. I started and he said, with the information in this book, you can make your own watch. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can make it just with the information in this book? He's like, yeah, you'll need some tools. And I was like, oh, we've like, have we got the tools here? And he just like burst out laughing. He's like, no, we don't have any of the tools here. I was like, can I buy He's like, I, I made up a list and we need I think it was either a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars to get oh, all the wow. tools, and I was like, okay, so yeah, there's no point in me reading this this book. But you yeah. know the book I'm talking about. 
let me look at it because that that one is a different one altogether. That one is, um, but it's signed by George Daniels, right? Because he signed like a thousand of them or something to be given out to Wastep. Really? Oh well, it could be the watchmaking one then. That could be the one. Yeah, and it sounds like it by the way you're describing it, like you, you, he describes every detail of making each component. But did you not? Did you not get one of these books? No, I did. I this is not something that was given out at Wastep. This is something that you, you know, watchmakers generally um, look for and purchase on their own. No, because our workshop manager said, yeah, everyone got it. Everyone got one at Wastep, and George Daniels signed like spent a week or something signing all the copies so that people, so even after his death, for like three years after his death or something, they were still giving out these signed books. Well, the one that we got at Wastep and I found it, it's called The Theory of Horology. That's the one the guy gave me. Right. Well, that one. You can't make a watch from that. Well, you probably could, but if you you look at the watchmaking by George, watchmaking by George Daniels, you'll see it's a different level altogether. Okay. Like, he talks about the tools used to make this and that, and the the, the stones that he would he every little every little um, action he would take to make a certain component, and even drawing and designing and everything. Um, yeah, like that, that's that's it's still the best, most well known book in in watchmaking. Yeah, it's definitely something you should you should even look for, Kimberly. Just out of interest, it's one of those that if you if you're a watchmaker, you really. You should have it. Like you, it's. Um, you really have to appreciate. It. You have to appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called again? I'll take watchmaking. It it's just it's just called uh, watchmaking. Oh, that's and George, by George Daniels. Making. Yeah, George. and um, yeah, it's and and you, when you read it, like I read that from cover to cover, and I, at the end of it, I was just like, "Yep, if I wanted to set aside time." to just just focus on that i could um you could do it like anyone could anyone that that, that committed to that and they there's there's a few people around the world that are just basing their work off that book and they're trying to make a, a tourbillon pocket watch oh wow um, everything by hand and they, they might take years to do it but that's yeah i just think that'd be cool to do but that that takes patience and commitment and you know there's there's sort of a couple of people that have i think try are trying it in their spare time and yeah. they're not, and they're not trained watchmakers. They're like, you know, I think I heard of one guy somewhere in Australia. He's like a a chef by trade, and at okay. night time and on weekends, he just does a little bit of work here and there. And I think, yeah, but um. So this guy's finished one of these watches. I think so. There's a there's a post, which is uh, like halfway down. And it's got a pocket watch on a spinning little thing. And it says, watch number one. Delighted to have made it this far and can't wait to start on an improved version. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that is, yes, um, yeah. Yeah. Ember 2018. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's posting so infrequently, but yeah. um, it's great that these things can be recorded now as well. Yes. And you can, you can, if there must be other people who are doing similar things, like you said, and they can get together and like message them and say, Oh, I'm doing this bit just now. This is difficult. Or like, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I actually get confused with the because there's a few people doing this sort of thing, so I get confused with who I'm looking at sometimes. But that that guy, I definitely spoke to my my WASTEP teacher about. Um, he's always following his progress. Uh, I think he, my WhatsApp teacher, was the one that introduced me to him, as far as on on Instagram and just to follow him. So okay. yeah, but really cool work. I mean, that's that's next level. Yeah. One day, maybe. One day, yeah. Well, you, One you've day. got you've got more time than we do, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting towards the end, Alex. Are we? You're dead by the end of the week. All right. So, um, thank you for joining us. We That's appreciate okay. you know Thanks you coming on, me. and yeah, congratulations once again. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And um, thank you. And what have I got to say, Alex? Here we go. I've got it in front of me. Right. Fifth three. You've written it down. Okay, sorry, I want to interrupt. Cool. Yeah, I have. I have. No, I've I've, done, I've been a good boy here. This is the only planning I did for this, pretty much. <laughs> so, Fifth Roost was set up as a platform by enthusiasts and for enthusiasts. If you want to join us, contribute, write reviews, or even come on the podcast, please get in touch. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, or on our website, fifthrisk.com. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review, as it all helps to spread the word. Follow me, Michael at Woods Watchmaking, Alex at The Watch Regulator, and Kimberly at Kim underscore Rick 47. Thanks for joining us today. And yeah, stay on time. Do you want to say goodbye, Alex? One minute, you didn't do the, the God, you've written all this down. You forgot the Slack group chat. <laughs> What's yeah? Slack group? Oh, oh the group, Slack. Group chat. <laughs> Oh God! Honestly, I was doing all right. I was doing all right. Where is the slack? You were, doing, you were so you were doing such a professional job. Right. Also, you, you, you it, made feel, it made me feel a bit uneasy listening to you reading like a scripted thing. Like, who is this android? This is not the. I know. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not used to hosting. That's the thing. I usually just sit back and just drink and yeah. and give my comments every now and then. Responsibility that I'm not sure you're ready for. So, yeah, what's the deal with Slack again? Okay, so if you want to join our Slack group chat, we're all there. Even Michael's there, even though he doesn't know he's there. Is Michael, yeah. no, Michael talks quite a lot. I don't know, don't you? I, I'm, getting, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. I'm an old guy that's getting used to the technology. Yeah. yeah. So come, <laughs> come and join us on our Slack group chat. We're all there, all the, the hosts and co-hosts and some of the, just the guys from the crew are there. And just so to get, added to it just email us at contact at fifthrisk.com and we'll add you into the group but other than that great job michael perfect thank you thanks for finishing say, good job thanks and kimberly thanks for coming on kimberly much appreciated and yeah thanks for having me we'll definitely have you back on in the future just try not to get don't try not to be too successful okay that's all okay i'll try it's difficult to hear I'll these try. stories of success when you're in rapid yeah. <laughs> And then we have to finish off by saying stay on time. Is that right, Alex? Yeah, well done. Stay on time. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
fifth wrist is by the community for the community. We would love you to join the crew via our group chat on Slack. Email us at contact at fifthwrist.com and join the movement.